Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. We are wrapping things up for you at TIFF. You're no longer in Toronto, though. I am not. I'm back in L.A. Mm, So you sneaked your way out of that country and back into this one. Very good. And you wrapped it. (laughs) And just to let the listeners and the watchers, if we have watchers there, know, you saw 13 movies in five days. Mm Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah, very oh. good. Very good. I went to several events. <laughs> so In addition. I went to, yes, I went to at least five or six events. So it was a lot <sighs> happening, but had a great time at TIFF. And in Toronto, like I said, it's one of my favorite cities in um, North America. Uh, I had a great time. Glad yeah. we were there. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you went. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. And we have two more movies that you saw that you haven't told us about. Two big ones. Uh, probably the biggest draws to the festival because it's got some of the biggest names and most anticipated performances slash releases slash subject matters. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and big names not only in the cast but also in the titles. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right to it uh, before we get to the final one, which I am really waiting to hear what you have to say about. So yeah, even... I'm sure you are. We didn't. I didn't say anything, listeners, to the no. critic. Usually, well, I, I've been throwing him little hints, so I think he has a feeling. Um, but uh, well, you we gave me a my to... oh my. I did a my oh my Joker dot 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 my oh my. Yes. No, I what think does it that mean? Why oh why? <laughs> oh yes, why oh why exactly? So what does why oh why mean? We'll find out. But first, Hi. we have Ford yeah. v Ferrari. Yes. Now, if we you don't do. know about this, everybody, hey, I'm just gonna go right to the cast. Ford v Ferrari is starring Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't think okay. they've ever, they've never acted for it together, so, whoa. Whoa. And joining them in the cast is Katrina Balfe, who is the star of Outlander. We have John Pernthal, of course. Tracy Come Lex on. is in it. No, Josh <laughs> Lucas. Uh, Noah yes. Jupe is in it, who, will, who is also in a movie with Shia LaBeouf that's getting some buzz. Yes. We'll get to that later mm-hmm. in the year. Uh, and so on and so forth. Ray McKinnigan is in it. Look at that. Yes, he is. He is. He is. And and it is directed by James Mangold. Now, when I think of James Mangold's career, I go, hmm, I wonder what he's going to do here because it's all over the place. So it'll be interesting to yes. hear what you have to say. And it is written by the Butterworth brothers, Jez and John Henry. And again, with them, I go, hmm, interesting. Along with Jason Keller as the writer. Now, everybody, Ford v. Ferrari will be released in theaters on November 15th. 
teenth and, and you and, know what that means mm-hmm. and it you is, know what that means <laughs> and it is over two and a half hours so yeah tell us ref how did you spend your wonderful 152 minutes <sighs> in the theater okay <laughs> so this is this is the the very brief plot it's called ford v ferrari v we can understand that to mean versus um it is the mid 60s um it's the the height of cars i mean we've had this intense war during world war ii and our boys have come home men and girl women and men come home and that starts the baby boomer and they start having these kids and these kids don't want to do it have anything to do with the war they've seen their parents over there they want to get in something fun drive listen to music have a good time that is the market that ford and almost every car dealer is going to market toward now the very very top of the movie is this some is this race this famous race that's in france I'll tell you a little bit about that in a second and Shel- Carol Shelby, who is a very famous race car driver, ends up, um, I'm not gonna ruin it, but he, in- no, this won't ruin it. He ends up winning this particular uh, race. And it is the most prestigious race there is. It's not NASCAR, it's even bigger than that. And unfortunately, he has some health issues associated with that. So the question is, is Shelby able to drive again? The answer is no, he's not. Now fast forward and we're introduced to another race car driver named Ken Miles, who Shelby often, shall we say, partners with on more local local races. And Ken Miles, played by Christian Bale, he's an Englishman with quite the temper. Mm -hmm. And he's gonna let you know exactly what he thinks when he thinks it, how he thinks it, and you might just get a flying wrench coming towards your head. Yes, that happens. He throws things. He has a wife played by um, uh, Katrina... What is her name again? Katrina Balf. Katrina? Is that how you say her name? Wow. I think so. It's her... She's there, and they also have a son played by... beautiful, Beautifully played by Noah Jupe. And... They're just trying to make ends meet. Even though he's respected in the racing community, it's not a lot of money in it. Until, until a Ford executive gets an idea. Now, Ford's been doing quite well. We all know back in that time, everybody had a Ford. It's the great American car, except if you didn't have a Ford. Mm. And those who didn't have a Ford chose not to have a Ford for very specific reasons. It's not sexy, it's not fast, it's not what what those kids from the baby, they don't want that, they want something like James Dean would drive. And John Bernthal, who is a marketing executive, says, okay, sales aren't looking so good. They're not among this new group and crop of people. What can we do to drive sales up and to make a mark and say that, hey, Ford, is a great car to not only own, but it's the car you want to own. And Mr. Ford's son, played by Tracy, let's, they call him Deuce, 
Ford, Henry Ford II, is running the company. He's like, look, he tells the story. Hey, my dad did this. My grandfather did this. Everybody wants a Ford. And they're like, kind of, no, they don't. His right-hand man, played by um, Josh Lucas, his name is Leo, uh, he has other ideas. He doesn't want to do anything too risky. He's trying to secure his job, but John Bernthal's character says, no, I have an idea. Why don't we enter into one of the most famous races? It's the 24-hour Le Mans. It's in France, it's brutal. But Ferrari keeps winning it every single year, except back in the day when this one American wanted Carol Shelby. So if we do that, that will make it us, you know, a real contender to not only have to get a Ford, but to want to have a Ford. And that sets up the premise. Once Henry Ford II says, okay, now who do they get on board? You know the players, I just talked to you about them. And you can almost imagine what it would take to take a sturdy car to a Ford and to get it to the point where it could race in the 24-hour men and actually contend and try to beat Ferrari, which, by the way, you'll have to find out if that happens or not. That's the gist of the plot. It's these two men, Shelby and Ken Burns, who try to get a car up to par for them to enter the race but it's gonna be up to the driver to actually win it. And who is the man for the job? Huh? And will he take that job? Huh? And as a result of that job, does he finish the job? Huh? So that's the gist of the plot. Now I was generous and it kind of went on a little bit because the movie goes on a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, does that take two and a half hours? It, no, because we have to go through all of their personal lives as well. And we have to go, we have to justify why one person, and again, I'm not giving away key points because I don't know right now how much the trailer is released. And this is just a TIFF review. So there are, depending on how the trailer is released, you'll know who does the driving. You know if it's, if it's um, the sort of the ins and outs of those things. So. I'm going to leave it real blanket for right now. Just know that those two men have to figure out a way to get them to the race. And quite frankly, Ford is the underdog of underdogs of all the cars to be in a race like that. So there it is with that. Um, Okay. Matt Damon as Carol Shelby. He's a Southerner. And Matt Damon puts on this Southern, you know, kind of dialect. Felt such a such a sturdy performance from Matt Damon. I really enjoyed him being the fast-talking, famous Carol Shelby and the kind of the salesman of this whole crazy adventure that Ford's going on, dealing with Mr. Ford, who's trained brilliantly, played brilliantly by Tracy Letts. Oh, 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 oh. it was a wonderful performance. The tiff and taff that they have um, going back and forth with one another was really good to watch. Matt Damon really gives a solid performance here. I really enjoyed him. He and Christian Bale, who I'll get to in a second, but their tit for tat, their actual chemistry was off the charts. It was beautifully played by this hot-headed, you know, Ken Burns and then this company man, Carol Shelby, the two bouncing off of one another, really enjoyed them. I would love to see more of them. That's how much I enjoyed them. The other actors um, 
did a fine job of supporting these two guys. There really wasn't any missteps. Josh Lucas is the great, um, he was a wonderful antagonist. He's one of the antagonists of it. Um, thought they did a wonderful job. They hired actual Italian actors to play the Ferrari side, which was wonderful to see. And they did it. Yes, yes. They did an excellent job with that. So overall, the acting was spot on and right on. But the question you alluded to is, does it take two and a half hours to tell the story? Because let me ask you some questions. I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. What is the title of this movie again? Ford v. Ferrari. And what do you expect when you see a title like that? Well, you asked me this. Should I give my first answer? No. <laughs> He's talking about lawyer stuff soon. Right. Well, because, because you know it in case law, when you have that, you do the V, it's not VS for versus <laughs> in the Right, law. so you think it's it's like some legal battle. No, it is not. It is not. <laughs> so that was my original response. But then, of course, if I'm a filmmaker, right, and I'm telling this story, I would- With that I, title. Can, can we just say this? Let your movie reflect the subject matter. So if this is about racing, the movie should feel like a race it did not and that's like what i race. expect not for two well, and a half hours that's hard yeah. to sustain right yeah i mean look at what ron howard did um with with that racing movie you did i forgot the name of it oh look, with go the, back and look at that yes 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 with chris hemsworth mm -hmm. well here's the deal it's called ford versus ferrari v ferrari and again you would want those kind of racing elements for it to be fast paced quick shots you do get that but unfortunately, you don't get that until the last two thirds of the movie. There are, there's two races that they really show in detail. And that's at the last two thirds. So what is happening all before that? Well, it's a lot of digging into these two characters, specifically Christian Bale, Ken Burns, his character, um, his Miles. character's purse, Miles, his character's personal life. And so, it was nice, but not necessary to the drive of the plot. And then you get a lot of extra scenes with Christian Bale and um, Matt Damon, which are which is great because they have great chemistry. But sitting back and going, why are we here? And although this movie overall was enjoyable, why are you squatting? Because <laughs> that's me going, why am I here? Yes, where are you? <laughs> Although the movie was overall enjoyable, I mean, I'm not even, I've been saying these movies need edits. This could use a stiff one, a stiff, swift edit and get us to the point of the title. Get us to those races. I could use more because when they got to those races, my heart was pumping, my the adrenaline was flashing before my, I, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And they're battling elements and they're battling all sorts of things. And it was funny and it felt good. It was fast paced. And then you get to the end of the race, which I won't tell you the result of. So don't look it up. You get to the end of the race and then you go, oh, okay. Wow. That was, that was, I didn't expect that, but oh, that's interesting. And then you think that would end, but no, they go back to another subject matter and then something happens and you think that's the end. <laughs> no. Then they go back to a certain character, which I'm not gonna give away who it is, and give this 
actor, which was beautifully, beautifully acted, a whole scene where he cries and gives a monologue. And it's, you know, it's the Oscar scene. And again, act, the actor Give me did my a beautiful, yeah, the it, tear. Yes, actor did a beautiful job, beautiful job. But we were all in the theaters and I was in, and in this theater, I was in with a bunch of critics and journalists and industry folks. So it wasn't regular audience. And I was looking around, everybody's like, what? And they're leaving. Some people left because, you know, Joker was showing right after that. But some people were like, okay, let, oh, this is the end. But they left. There was like 15 women <laughs> they thought it was the end and it wasn't. And that should just go to show you that, you know, a good swift, I mean, they could shed not 20 minutes. I think they can get rid of like 30, 35 minutes. Just cut it up. And if they did, it's a brilliant movie. If they did, brilliant movie. And then they could release the director's cut hmm. with, you know, with the DVD and stuff. So that is my take on it. And I think that you will enjoy it if you like race car movies. But this one you have to be patient with. And don't let your expectations guide you into somewhere where it truly isn't. That's my warning. Warning, warning, warning. Got it. And, you know, I do like racing movies. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, mm -hmm. Again... Ford v. Ferrari will be, uh, you know, with all of us in theaters on November 15th. Now, something that will yes. be released much earlier is Joker. Here we are. And I'm waiting for this one. Joker yeah. is directed by Todd Phillips. Now, when I think of what I've heard of Joker and I think of Todd Phillips' work, I do not see the connection. But you'll tell us about that. Because well, why Phillips, don't you see a connection? Because he does a bunch of comedies. Now, is this a comedy? Well, don't you see in the trailer, the Joker says, I thought my life was tragedy. Instead, it's a comedy. Yeah, the Joker ain't funny, though, like that. <laughs> well. <laughs> and they talking about, you know, being inspired by Scorsese. You know, you'll get into it. But I'm thinking, is this like the king of comedy? Like, it, we'll see. I don't know. Now, it is written by Todd along with Scott Silver. And looking at Scott Silver's credits, I also say to myself, hmm, interesting. Now, that makes a little more sense. And I wonder what that combination is like, Todd and Scott. Now, playing the Joker, everyone knows. Yes. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. Yes, everybody Everyone knows that. Knows that. Uh, joining him in the cast, Robert De Niro, the king of comedy himself. Whoa. Nod, nod. Zazie Beetz is in it. Francis Conroy, no one to play around with, is in it, along with others. And this will release in theaters on October 4th. So with all of that said, it won the Golden Lion at Venice, blah, 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 blah. Tell us, Ref, what's going on in this movie? It is a DC film. It is being released by Warner Brothers. They are talking about some Oscar buzz. Who knows? You said why, oh, why? Tell us. Okay. So the movie starts with um, a gentleman named Arthur Flick. And Arthur is, uh, Flick is a, he is a really um, disturbed individual. He has to take medication and his mental health is not 
we are not in a, in a good place. And without his medication, it really is a very difficult life for him. We, it takes place in Gotham City, which looks exactly like New York City. They didn't even try to Gothamize it. It literally looks like the dirty 70s of New York City. And unfortunately, Gotham, there is a horrible um, sanitation strike. The, the sanitation workers are on strike. They are not being paid appropriately. And so the city is overrun with trash and what they call super rats. So, I mean, it is dirty, dirty Gotham. Um, and imagine and liken that to a very dirty, dirty New York. Um, Arthur, going back to him, is a clown. He's a clown who goes on the streets of Gotham and spins, uh, spins a uh, sign for various businesses that are either going out of business or having a sale or what have you. And he is a part of this, uh, <laughs> he lives with his mother, played by Francis, and oh he is very much, he's, he's sad, but his mother and everyone always said that you are born to make someone laugh. And so ironically, he has a certain condition. And this condition is, I don't know the exact name of the condition, in the full review you'll get it, but this condition is a condition that he begins laughing hysterically, uncontrollably, at certain times of what, that we would think, we as a society would think would be inappropriate. Mm. So he carries around this card and gives it to people and lets them know, hey, you know, as he's laughing, he can't really, you know, calm himself. So he gives him the card and says, hey, I'm, I'm, I have a condition. And it really does turn people off because it's creepy. It's the Joker laugh. But, mm -hmm. and so just imagine the famous Joker laugh and you're just talking to someone normally. Mm -hmm. in, his, in his complex, there's this woman played by Zazie Beats. She's got a daughter and they meet in the elevator and there's what he thinks is an exchange between them. And she seems really friendly. She laughs at his joke. And it was one of the first moments he experienced someone finding and taking humor in him. There's another man running for mayor. A very, I'm not going to say who exactly it is, because again, I don't think they released that the trailer. But he's very familiar to the DC world. At least he is part of the lineage of someone very famous in the DC world. He's running for mayor and there is some sort of connection that possibly is between Arthur Fleck and that man. But that man isn't seemingly doing much for Gotham. And part of that is that's a problem for Arthur because essentially all the resources and everything that Arthur needs to stay sane slips through his fingers and what happens when you have someone who is mentally ill to the ninth degree and they're not on their medication and everyone in society seems to you've seen in the trailer he gets beat up so many times you've seen it and people treat him that way what do you expect from someone like that in the environment of Gotham trash everywhere rats everywhere people losing jobs systems being cut what do you expect someone to do and in all of this is a character that robert de niro plays named murray franklin who is a talk show host 
Now, his world is different from Arthur's world. So how do you, how do you think those two would connect? Because Arthur, again, not only is he a clown, but he wants to stand up and be a stand-up comedian, just like Robert De Niro's character, Murray. And the question is, will he get his shot? Will he get his shot? He will. <laughs> you saw it in the trailer. No, right. I'm just saying, You'll I know see. he's going to get it. I don't know that it's the <laughs> shot we're thinking about. <laughs> and then without ruining, this is the last of the plot. We see this descent of this Arthur Fleck, who was just trying to do his best, descend into the most diabolical um, arch nemesis of what we know to be the Batman versus versus Joker. That whole era, you see how the Joker is formed. And then you get to see a little bit, of, a taste of the demise and the darkness, the unreasonable darkness that the, that the Joker um, has and how that affects a potential hero. Okay, there's that. Now, I'm gonna tenderly walk this line you can look at other people's reviews. Um, I even talked to some critics afterward, journalists and some industry folks. This is a polarizing movie. And don't expect, you can even see right now, right now it's at, um, the meta, at as of taping, it's at um, in the 70s. And you've got some critics going 100. And some, one of the critics gave them a 20. And it's, it's polarizing because it's a, it's, it is not the superhero movie that you think you know. It's Joker, not the Joker, it's Joker. And that alone, having Joaquin Phoenix play him, you know you're going to go into a very, it's a very, it's very dark. It's very dark. It's Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, duh. It's, okay, right, now. Know that going in, because if you think, oh, we're going to get some Batman, we're going to get a couple, you know, just we're going to get, you know, wow. a little bit of this. It's not his movie. It's Joker's movie. But the question is, for over two hours, do you want to watch someone who goes into this deep, dark place? Not goes into it, but starts that way and scene after 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 scene doesn't come back from it. My problem with Joker is in order for me, it's not even anti-hero. It's, it's, not, it's not that category. It's not anti-hero. It is nothingness. It is someone on screen who we don't sympathize because when it comes to mental illness, especially in this era and this, you know, when it comes to mental illness, there is a belief like in the past that mental illness was associated with a lot of evil things and people's humanity was, you know, they're getting shock therapy and all this other stuff. And, and now we've come to a, an understanding of the evolution of, of treating mental illness. I don't know how that community is gonna react to this because there's no humanity to grab onto when you watch this. You need to have something to grab onto and we'll go down that deep, dark, ugly past with you, not past, path, with you, even if it's the Joker, even if it's, you know, horrible. We'll go with you. But it literally, to me, 
And again, this is polarizing. So you're going to, people feel different ways. I need to have a justification as to why I'm sitting there for over two hours watching someone be crazy and not mental ill, crazy. Just, it was Joaquin Phoenix having a full moment with himself. And some of those moments you could see, you could see those moments. It's not like, you know, oh my gosh, let me just sit back and go, whoa, that's, I, you can see him having moments. The actor, not the, not, not the, the character. You could see him having these moments. And so then it's like, I'm uncomfortable. But again, is that the point? I don't know, Todd, maybe. Um, you you see him going into these fits of laughter, which is a real condition. And I've heard the actor him say he watched a lot of video. You could see the forcing of that. Is that the point? I don't know. Not sure, but I could see it. And then you get to the point where he's descending into Joker and he starts doing some things, which I won't give away. And it's kind of like, where did that come from? Okay, we're we are now Joker. That's okay. Here we are. So all in all, um, written-wise, there was a lot of justification as to why he's the Joker. Like every scene justifies it, but not, not showing you it goes, we've cut off funding. That's why he's the Joker. We've done this. That's why he's the Joker. We've done this. That's why he's the Joker. And it's like every scene, yes, you did get justification as to why someone would go mad and eventually lose and just fully release his psychopathic behavior. But it was like every single scene was like him getting beat up and then then this and then then that. This this, this person leaves, this person goes this and this, this happens. And it's sort of like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if all of the buzz that's going around it, if you watch it critically and intently, if you would actually get on that bandwagon. But I will say this, it wasn't boring. It wasn't boring. And I'm gonna say this last thing and I hope it doesn't. There is a movie in Tropic Thunder, or a moment in Tropic Thunder, where, how do I say this, critic? Where they discuss whether to go full something or not. Mm So, like, if you're going to play a character who has mental challenges, do you fully do it or do you play it artistically? And they were giving examples of how Sean Penn went full mm. and it didn't quite work. And then this other person did it artistically and it worked. Well, Joaquin went full. I mean, he went full. And the question is, really, do we really want to see that? Now, you will see it all of you because you're curious but I'll be curious to know if that's something that you would see again interesting yeah it was you know what listening to you I'm thinking maybe they needed a bit of humor maybe that's what they needed just no humor flex of it yeah maybe they needed that humor in this it is not funny um it it, they won't allow you to laugh because it's mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. There was not a laugh. There was nothingness in the room where I was. And again, I saw this with critics and journalists and industry people. So I'm curious to see how other people will react to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is polarizing. We are not agreeing as a cinematic community what we saw there. And 
I think if that's your point, then you certainly made it. Um, mm-hmm. But do is this one of the? I'm not going to compare Jokers because why do that? It's di- different directors, different circumstances. But if you per- if you love, th- if this will be for you, if you love movies um, that you get to not watch a descent, but watch someone already there and just have their own expression of of darkness. Not getting to darkness, but just fully already there. There's no humanity. You're just watching demise. And maybe that's maybe that's the point of Joker. Maybe. Is yeah. it my preference? Well, I didn't make it so yeah. you know. Yeah, if that's the point, hmm. Because you always need beat changes. Sorry. I mean you Yes, need you do. A it's ch- a one note. It's it's more yeah. one note. Um but but then again, not to back myself out of the corner, if that's your thing, though, if you really yeah. like, because it hasn't been done, except for maybe maybe um, in Dark Knight uh, Two, where you have Heath Ledger's, he was already that. There was no humanity there, but he also wasn't the star. Right. The yeah. Movie. So yes. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you you have to decide what you're prepared to see. And there are some moments where it was. There's one moment I'm thinking in particular where even the burliest of them cringed because it was like, what, whoa. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, well, I haven't seen it, I don't know. It's just from yeah. hearing, hearing what you're saying, it's always good if you're gonna go there that you do take the audience with you what, even when they don't wanna go. See, that's the trick. If you're gonna do things like this, take us with you as we're going, no, please don't, but we can't help it. Otherwise, then yeah, you're gonna get polarizing results. I don't have a problem with it being a polarizing movie. I mean, no. that's a part of art, you know, and I that's know you right. don't either. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a part of art. So that's good. I mean, like you said, you were bored. They gave you something. So we're not gonna complain about that, but we will say <laughs> it is opening up October 4th. Yes. So there you go. It will be in theaters until Halloween. So even if you wanna wait until Halloween to see it again, if you want to go through the torture again, you certainly will be able to. So that's Joker. We'll see what goes on with the awards. That'll be interesting to see. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Are they going to, like, what are they going to do with Joaquin? That's my question. Well, they'll, they'll pitch him for, for leading. The, they will 100% do this because... Not, not, the, not the studio. What will the awards bodies do? How will they react? That'll be interesting to see. Hmm. We'll find out. And well, overall, I had a yes, I had a great <laughs> yeah. tip experience and would totally go back. Um, you can go to our website right now, whywatchthat.com, and you can see our coverage there. But also, critic, I hear we're on YouTube, which is kind of why we're doing this, as well as our Twitter and IG accounts. But this isn't done. I know we're done with tip, but I think that someone that I know who's on this video, not me, will be covering two more festivals starting this week. Mm. We'll see. We'll see, so stay tuned for that. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you, Raph, for that. I, it was such a pleasure hearing from you, like living vicariously through you with the Ah. experience. We look forward to even more of that in the years to come. So that takes care of it. TIFF 2019 for the Raph, all five days, we're done. Until next time. Bye.
Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.